everyone. Welcome back to the Potter's House, the podcast where we discuss how biblical topics, church life, and current events impact our everyday lives. My name is Marcus Unesco, and today I am joined by a very special guest, uh, Mr. David Yurko. Davey, how's it going today, man? How are you doing, Marcus? Good. How, how is it going today? Uh, everything's <laughs> everything's uh, going good. I'm doing well. How are you? Good, man. I'm excited to be here uh, recording with you. We're actually, I'm currently out of, even though I don't really have a studio, I only record in two places back home, but uh, this is my first out-of-state recording. I'm cur- we're currently in, uh, in a suburb of Atlanta, Georgia, recording this episode, and I'm excited, man. I am super stoked for the conversation we're going to have today. Awesome. Cool. All right, Davey. So uh, for, the, for the people that maybe have seen you around at conventions, you know, since you're a foot taller than everyone, and for the people that have seen your Instagram or maybe listened to some of your, your music, and we'll get into that later in the episode, uh, for the people that don't have not seen that and don't really know you, uh, why don't you just introduce yourself, short little thing, whatever you want to do, so, uh, so people can get to know you better. Cool. Well, my name is David. I uh, live in, obviously, the United States of America. I reside in, uh, I live in Atlanta, Georgia, probably the best city in the world. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I've been doing music for quite some time. I've been in that genre and that industry for for a couple of years now, stuff like that. So um, if you've seen me around, you probably know me as that person. So, yeah. That's great. That's awesome. And uh, I'm excited that we're going to kind of dive a little deeper into that life that you have uh, mm-hmm. with the music and everything and how it's um, involved and revolved around the church. So we'll get into that really quick. I do want to make a couple of announcements for you listeners out there. Um, just the general stuff, nothing new today, but uh, you can follow us for any and all updates on our Instagram at the Potter's House. We are available for streaming on multiple platforms, most notably Apple Podcasts and Spotify, as you guys know. And if you guys do have an iPhone and you guys do listen to this on Apple Podcasts, please go to that purple app, scroll down, tap the stars. It really helps with the exposure of the show. Uh, iTunes got their own algorithm. You guys know that. And then also, if you leave a written review, that also helps. And if you leave a written review, as you've heard in the past, I will read those out loud on the show. So you have that. And last but not least, again, the website, uh, thepottershouse.com. For those of you guys who don't know, uh, you can find that also on our Instagram bio link. But uh, so far, all we got over there is just the, the shirts that are, still, that are still going. We got a few left. If you want to do that, if you want to help the cause, please do that. And then uh, just stay tuned for the... These next couple of months as we continue to update that website, and we're going to have uh, more features there for you guys to use and to enjoy. So thank you guys for supporting. Thank you guys for being here. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it, and I'm excited to have this blessed opportunity to, to be involved in a ministry like this where I get to uh, just feel the community around me. So thank you guys so much. Uh, but, Davey, let's go, back to, let's go back to our conversation. So... Um, Man, I'm excited. This is a unique experience. I think uh, for me as a podcaster, especially one that has a consistent listener base and considering I, I release every week, I, what I try to do is I try to add new things, try add a spin to certain things because, um, you know, if you listen to a certain podcast and it starts getting repetitive and same kind of thing, people kind of get bored of it. And, uh, you know, I don't blame them. You know, this is a recreational activity for them. I don't, I'm not expecting, I'm not paying them to listen. They're not getting paid to listen. This is something they do on their free time. So, uh, I like to kind of have new things and, 
introduce new topics, but I think that what we're going to talk about today is very unique, and I'm excited about that. And uh, what I want to do, um, as you mentioned about your, your career in music, I want to start from the very beginning, uh, where, um, where exactly you had this first thought. Obviously, as we've talked off air and you know, in person, whatever, you mentioned that this is something that you've always wanted to do as a kid, be involved in some sort of music industry. Uh, but where, where, and at what point in your life did you want to? That you did you know for a fact that you want to be in this in this uh, field, not just music, but specifically what you're doing right now. When when did that kind of start? When did you see those um, those events just begin to unfold? Um, to be honest, regarding all of all of that, it, it genuinely started as a young age. Um, I guess it. Um, very general, broad statement or a term, um, a kid with a dream. You know, that's how it kind of started for me. Growing up, I um, I always necessarily wanted purpose in life. That's what I generally was always pushed towards and what I always kind of seeked as a young kid. Um, to tell you the truth, to kind of mix it with the, my relationship with the Lord, I never genuinely found purpose and I didn't find that until I gave my life to Christ until I became a born-again Christian. Regarding music and all of that, I always had that mindset. I always had that kind of thought process, that that dream of, hey, you know what? Someone did it. That means I can be able to do it just as much and just as well, you know, and stuff like that. So basically, yeah, as a young, as a young teenager growing up, as a young kid, that's what I've always wanted to pursue. What I'm doing now at this age is what I wanted to do since I was, I would honestly say, 8, 9, 10 years old. Since 2008, 2009, 2010, that age, that, that area, that year. So, yeah. So, obviously, there's a, there's a big difference from where you were when that dream started and where you are now. Uh, right now, you're, I mean, you're handling professional equipment, software. Uh, you've got access to certain studios. Um, how, did that, how, how did those doors open? Like going from maybe you're, you're, you're just playing on your laptop, on your Mac, recording some stuff like kind of I'm doing right here into this, in this software. How'd you get from there to, to all the accessibility that you have right now? What doors were open for, for that? I genuinely believe that nothing in this life is a, a coincidence. I, now that I know the Lord and now that I have a relationship with God, I look back on my life and I see God's guidance throughout absolute everything and everything I've ever done in this life, even my mistakes. They were uh, turned around for the betterness of my life, obviously because of God's goodness and God's grace and it has nothing to do with me. But um, the people that I work with now, the team that I work with now, the friend group that I'm in right now, as we're in pursuit of what we're doing and what we're already making, those people and that team has been in my life since I was a young kid, um, since high school days. I've met these kids that I've worked with currently, fifth, sixth grade, you know, we played on the same soccer team. I always had this dream behind what I was doing and, and everything that I was doing. But And these kids necessarily didn't. But as time passed and everything, we all come back. We all came back together. We all met each other. We never lost contact with each other or anything like that. But we're all back together in the same studio working and having the same goals and achieving the same thing. So these people have been in my life. And I genuinely believe that there's no coincidence and that is God's plan and God's purpose for each and every single one of our lives. And when you start having this, so, so let's, let's go back a little bit because you weren't always in the church that you're involved in right now. 
Uh, so from from what I understand, you you grew up in the uh, is is the is the is the Slavic church here in Atlanta? Is it uh, is it Moldovan or is it Romanian? It's a Romanian church. So it's a it's Romanian a Gwinnett Romanian Baptist church, so pastored Baptist by church, okay. Fratele Matei Studor. Okay. Okay, but you, but then obviously you have a Moldovan background as well. But you came yes. here and you attended that. So, um, how was since you spent the majority of your life in that church in that environment? How was that environment um, receptive? How receptive were they to the aspirations and dreams you had to pursue this career? How how did how did that blend in? Were there was there pushback? Were there people that were kind of supporting you? Were there, were there people that were against you? How did that how did that unfold? I genuinely believe like every uh, Romanian community that we live in or that we go to or are a part of, everyone always tells you to be realistic. You know, everyone always tells you to, hey, man, like, wake up, like, live your life, do this, like, do this, like, oh, don't go to this or don't push boundaries or don't push limits, you know? So as I started to get into that area and those things and kind of speaking to people. And it necessarily hasn't, it's not like I was speaking to people at the age of 13 years old and, oh, look, man, I'm already in the industry or, oh, whatever, stuff like that, you know? It's just, it's been a couple years, you know? Transferring from the Baptist church to a Pentecostal church is where I experienced the Lord and and um, allowed uh, Christ to uh, come inside my heart and change my life. Um, I faced, um, and I still do to this day, a lot of backlash, a lot of criticism, which is expected, um, because um, it's a very outcast, outlier type career, and it's not a, hey, you know, go just do whatever, you know. So moving forward with it, I don't, um, I don't take the backlash or I don't take the criticism and I run with it. I just embrace it and I keep moving forward with what I'm doing. Were there any, uh, for first, we'll make a disclaimer over here. Um, while maybe that transformation was good for you, uh, Baptists will still go to heaven. If you believe that Jesus Christ is Lord. So you'll still be born again. Don't worry. <laughs> That's not what we're trying to advertise. Yeah. Um, but so were there any like specific instances and f- feel free to just let loose, man. Feel free to let loose. Oh yeah. I mean, specific instances were like, you were really discouraged to a point or it, you were really just infuriated uh, because of their lack of compassion or their hypocrisy or, or whatever. Yeah, there was many moments. I mean, even in these past couple of years, uh, there's still many moments and still to this day that you go and you face through these things. I think the biggest thing that I've learned through these moments is, yes, be angry. Yes, be upset, whatever. Face what you have to face. But at the end of the day, you have to also understand that those words and those that criticism is not your identity. You know, And that's one thing that I've also been working on and kind of pushing forward and understanding that, hey, these people's comments and what these people are saying is not my identity. Most of the comments, most of these things are not true. A lot of these situations are based off of people's personal preference. They're based off of people's personal agenda, their personal opinion. And at the end of the day, I live my life based on what the Lord thinks of me and what he says about me rather than what people do. At the end of the day, I mean, there's going to be haters and there's going to be people that talk 24-7. And if you live your life by the, I think Lecrae has a really cool um, quote, if you live for the acceptance of people, you'll die from their rejection, you know? Um, obviously, I'm a human being, so I'm not going to sit here and feed you a load of uh, a load of whatever, you know? Yeah, we know. <laughs> but um, I am going to tell you, I'm human. I do have feelings. But at the end of the day, the biggest thing that I do and what I have been doing for quite some time is 
and there's a lot of beauty in this, is uh, surrendering daily to God, you know? And um, I know it might sound corny, like, oh, yeah, surrender daily, blah, 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 blah. But if you genuinely discipline yourself to surrender daily and give those emotions and, let's say, whatever you're facing, pain, anger, hatred, whatever you're facing towards people, or if you are feeling that, when you come in contact with the presence and the Lord and the things that God has done in your life, and when you sit and... Um, sit and dwell on those things in your life and in your heart, those opinions are very minuscule to genuinely what you are going through or genuinely what you are really thinking about. They don't really matter at the end of the day, you know? I believe that if you're honoring the Lord, if you are genuinely doing what you are supposed to be doing and you're doing it wholeheartedly with full faith, then the words of people and the doubts of people and the fear that people have in their own heart that they place on you and your thoughts and your pursuit of whatever, it just stems from their side. It stems from their heart and it has nothing to do with you, you know? Like I said, the way I deal with it, and, if, and if, if there's a simple way or a way of kind of trying to understand how you deal with things, just, just go to God, you know? Deal with God in those things. Um, give your heart to God. Allow the presence of the Lord to kind of soothe your soul, soothe your heart, and that's the reality of things. Um, I was, uh, the verse of the day actually today is literally, you will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace for it is trusting in you. Isaiah 26, three, you know, now in pursuit of doing these things and if it's genuinely from the Lord and you are doing what God is calling you to do, you don't really got to worry about nobody else and what everybody else says. You just got to do what you got to do. You got to keep on going. And as time progresses, as time passes, things will unfold and God will come through. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Um, how was your response? Cause this is before, like you said, before you were, um, born again, before mm-hmm. you were a changed person back at that time, let's say a few years ago, five, six, seven years ago, how was your response to the criticism? Was it different than what your response would be today? Was it something that was reflective of what Christ should be on this earth? Or, um, how was your response to the people who would kind of give you criticism, not only your external response, but what were were the first thoughts that you had? How would you think in a situation like that? Oh, I would get extremely, extremely upset. I would, um, I would, um, not show it, not necessarily hide it or not show it to the public because the type of person I am is I'm going to keep it in. I'm going to probably grip my teeth. I'm probably, I'm probably turn my face. I'm probably going to squint my eyes because I'm super, super upset, super disappointed, super discouraged as well. But, um, because I didn't know the Lord and because I didn't have that safe haven to kind of run to and, and, and express my heart and kind of surrender that, I would have to keep it in. You know, I'd have to keep it in. I'd have to literally go through it. You know, I'd literally have to literally feel every single one of those things. And and uh, it was tough, you know, different nights, a lot of moments, a lot of things uh, that that it's just it's really tough, you know, honestly. Like now that I've known the Lord, and I look out into the world and I look at people who go through things that do not know God. In my mind, I'm just like, ah, bruh, like God, like well, how do these people even live their life, you know? And that's because I've tasted the goodness of God and, and, and the peace. And um, I like to say it like the soothness of the soul. I've, I've felt that. I've tasted it. I've, I've seen it, you know? And uh, it's, a, it's a completely different thing. But back then, I handled it, I handled it horribly. I was still just a civil I was still just as, um, just as whatever, chill, but inside it was, it was chaotic, 
you know, inside my heart, inside my mind, it was chaotic. And um, it is what it is. Yeah, but I feel like we as Christians, we're allowed to feel upset too. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we as Christians handling it in a civil manner, like like you said, uh, you know, gritting your teeth, you know, just like squinting your eyes, turning away. Yeah. Um, that shows the fruit of self-control mm-hmm. in, in a difficult situation. Because we get upset too, just because we're Christians. Yeah. Obviously, we're in, the Bible calls us to be slow to anger. And we're supposed to handle things civilly and be, uh, just be, have that Christ-like manner in us. Yeah. But we still get upset, and I understand, especially when it's when it's someone from, someone that you're supposed to quote unquote look up to, someone who's supposed to be mm-hmm. a spiritual example in your life, when they're not walking the w- when they're not yeah walking the way they talk, obviously yeah. that hypocrisy kind of rouses rouses us up, and we we kind of get upset from that. But yeah, but yeah, I mean that's that's a that's a great way to handle it. Um, but so at the time when you first started, obviously not even within our own community, but more so in, in the Christian community and across the world, the church across the world, basically the industry that you're in, uh, from what I understand, from what I've seen, from what I've heard is, is very difficult to kind of, as a Christian to be in, I would say mm-hmm. the best way that I can say it. Yeah. The Bible says that bad company ruins good morals. And from what I, from what I understand, what I've seen in, in the music industry, not that I've seen much, but you know, the people who are in there, uh, a lot of them are not good company. A lot of them are bad company. Yeah. So how can you say, um, how was your experience when you first got into that, uh, industry, when you're dealing with, with all these different types of people, were you, were you, were they influencing you more than you were influencing them at the very beginning? And, and, uh, specifically how, how did, how did things uh, go about? Um, dealing with those types of things and kind of pushing forward in those situations is, um, there's a reason why the Bible is, is true. There's a reason why the, the word of God is real. It is completely a hundred percent truth without a doubt. I genuinely agree that, yeah, bad company does ruin, you know? Um, but at the end of the, at the end of the day, the picture that the industry promotes and the things that the that you see through your eyes isn't genuinely what it really is, you know? Um, doing these things and pushing forward and and kind of seeing these things, yeah, there's a lot of sinful, there's a lot of evil things in that industry. But at the same time, we're all human beings, you know? They might, You might see lights, camera, action, parties, clubs, whatever. You might see all of that. But that is not a general lifestyle for a person in that industry Unless you choose it. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Because at the end of the day, everybody has a choice to make, you know? You can be in the music industry and be in the pursuit of music and, and, and work in studios and work in this and, and do whatever. You can be in that. But the lifestyle that's promoted nowadays and that's shown to your eyes isn't truly what it is, you know? There's people that work on albums. You know, there's a lot of people that, that I really... Um, am very inspired by their work of art, they, their creativity and their how much time they put into it. And it goes from the songwriting to the production abilities of the music. It goes from, from the realization of, wow, this person put this into a record. This person put this energy. This person put this, you know, and stuff like that. That type of stuff generally takes hours and days, you know? Through the publicity and when we see these things like, oh, wow, you know, like, oh, money, fame, fortune, all that, all that crap that generally does not even matter at the end of the day. 
it's it's not as real as people really think it is, you know, and it's and that's the truth about it, you know. It's not real whatsoever cuz I can I can easily post pictures of something false on my Instagram or or even or even do something whatever that's not true and people would be like people will believe it, you know? People will take it and run with it and um it is what it is and that's how people are. But because it's not as real and it's not as genuine as people really think it is, um, it's not too hard to deal with and it's not too difficult to deal with because at the end of the day, I am in a room with two, three other people, two, three other men, and literally all we're doing is playing instruments, having, uh, enjoying our time, having fun you know, for the production capabilities and all of this and just literally having fun. I have been in the midst of people... Uh, doing drugs. I have been in the midst of uh, alcohol being there. I have been in the midst of all of that. But at the end of the day, I've been in that genre. I've I've already done those things before I met the Lord. And I could easily say like, yo, you know what? Doesn't really matter. I don't need it anymore. You know, I don't need this. I don't need, I don't need uh, drugs. I don't need substances. You know, I don't need absolutely any of these things. And I genuinely know because I've already done it and because I've already rejected it that, hey, I'm, I, I, could, I could easily just be like, nah, man, I'm good, you know? Um, that also stirs from a relationship with the Lord, but that also stirs from being very passionate about what I do and about being very passionate about what I'm in pursuit of currently in these years of my life, you know? Um, so yeah, when I do what I do, and even though I'm not where I'm supposed to be and even though I'm not almost there or whatever, or to the, um, how do I say, to the climax of my goals, even though I'm not there at the peak yet, my, my passion and my suits and my desires stir from, stir from loving music, loving the, the energy behind it, loving the core progressions, you know, and all of that. So That's good. That's good to hear, honestly. So um, obviously now that you're born again and, and all that, it's uh, like you were saying, it's much easier to reject that because you've rejected that life. And um, you've gotten to the point where because you were already in that, because you've been exposed to that, because you know that there's no, there's no benefit in that kind of life, there's no life in that life, you, you now know what to pursue and what to reject. Yeah. What to, and we see that now. And, um, and uh, that's, I mean, that, that's good to hear. That's great to hear that you can, you can, you can kind of still be involved in an industry like this, and still be involved. Because in, in John chapter seventeen, Jesus is praying a, a, to God about his disciples, and he mentions in that chapter, uh, for basically for God to protect them while while they're in this world. Yeah, because he's going to still leave them in this world to make a difference, and that could be in the church, that could be in a recording studio, that could be in another continent or, or whatever it could be. It's in this world. Um, obviously, we try to be wise in our decisions and where we go. Um, just because I'm a, a born-again believer, I'm probably not going to spend too much. I'm not going to go to bars and clubs to try, kind of preach the gospel. I've heard stories of people do that, and that's great, and like in Africa yeah. and stuff. Uh, but I still, me and myself, want to be wise in what I do. And there's ways that God will open doors yeah. for us to, to just spread his word. I agree. And, yeah. Um, another thing that I'd like to ask is, um, not ask, but necessarily kind of um, deliver and speak through this situation and through this lifestyle, whatever. Back then, before I met the Lord and, and having these thought processes, and I was there. 
I, I saw it all and stuff like that. Like I said, I mentioned in the beginning, I was living life without purpose. You know, I, did, I, I genuinely wanted purpose and I was seeking purpose with my entire heart. And I was looking for purpose. But one thing I can confirm 1 million percent is you'll never tap into that purpose and you'll never, ever, ever walk into that purpose until you find that deliverance through God. Until you walk into the what God wants you to. Until you give your life to the Lord. Until you dedicate wholeheartedly your life to God. You will feel 100% of the time purposeless. Without purpose. Without absolutely anything. Because I genuinely believe that the person who could. The, the God who created me. Created me for something. To do something in this life. You know. And whatever they, that may be. I do want to mention this, whatever that may be, whether it may be music, whether it may be being in this industry, whether it may be whatever in any sorts of career and any everything, you will be 100% purposeless until you come in contact with God. 1 million percent, I can testify, I can be a witness to that, 1 million percent. I did not find that purpose and not necessarily like, I don't want to say, oh, find that purpose, you know, because there's purpose in a lot of things. But the purpose of your life for what you were created to do, who you were created to be, you will never, ever tap into that until you tap into the one who created you. Mm. And that's the reality of things. And I love that you brought that up. I want, I, want, I want to ask you, because there might be people listening to this who maybe they are Christians, maybe they grew up in the church, but they still don't have that purpose, or maybe they're not, and they're just in a spiral of events right now, how how did you feel before when you're when you're doing something that you feel like you want to do? And because some people, for you, it was music. Some people, they're 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 becoming doctors, and they, they feel like they're 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 saving lives, which which they are. But at at this at the same time, without Christ, there's that void in our lives. And for some people, it's inexplicable. They don't know what to do. And we see today that there is. Uh, I mean, the numbers is the numbers are rampant when it comes to anxiety, depression. Uh, suicide even. Um, yeah. How did you feel before you, you knew your purpose in Christ? How, how, how was that? Uh, you know, Because you were still doing the industry. You were still doing the things that you love. You, you, you were following your passion. But without Christ, how did that feel for you? Purposeless. Like I said, like I mentioned earlier, completely purposeless. Pointless. Um, never saw direction. Lack of guidance. To put it into simpler terms and stuff like that. Lack of direction. Lack of guidance. Lack of peace, for sure. A hundred percent, you know, those things. And like I said, you're in that, like you mentioned, you know, you're in that spiral. You go through these emotions and all of these things. When you, when you don't, when you, like I said, when you are purposeless, it's very chaotic, you know. When you're seeking things that are not necessarily aren't for you, but when you're seeking things, when you're doing something without a purpose, it seems absolutely pointless, you know. Um... A way to counteract those feelings, a way to counteract those emotions, a way to counteract, or let's say a solution for what we're trying to find, let's say purpose. Purpose doesn't necessarily start with, oh, your own desires or your own emotions, because sometimes our desires can be selfish without us even realizing, you know? Same for me. My desires currently could be selfish without me even realizing. But the most important thing in this life, like I said, is, and what I've been doing for quite some time, is a daily surrender. You know, surrender those thoughts, surrender that pain, surrender that heartbreak, whatever comes in your life, surrender it all. 
like allow the peace of God, allow the, the, allow the, the power, the, the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit to enter you, like worship on a daily basis and, and let God fight for you, you know? And then that clarity comes, you know, those, those doors start to get opened. Those moments begin to be revealed. The God, the King of Kings, the Lord of, the Lord of all, absolutely everything on this life begins to reveal himself to you, you know? The more you do that in your life, the more you pursue these things, the more you, the more you fight for the things of God. And I've been speaking this, I've been speaking to the people around me, the people that I love dearly and genuinely, I've been speaking this with, with fire to them in the past couple of weeks. Fight for the things of God. You know, if God fights for you so much and God is so faithful in absolutely everything, but that because that's because he is God, you know, God cannot not be faithful because then God is not God, you know, um, fight for the things of God. You know, you want to seek purpose. You want to, you want to seek this to be honest. And I'm going to say it like it is. I come from a Baptist background, moving into a Pentecostal atmosphere in a Pentecostal church. Don't rely on prophets. Don't rely on, 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 let's say, even speaking in tongues. I'm not against those things. I'm going to clearly say it and clearly um, explain my thoughts and my process. Don't base your life and the foundation, your fundamentals, on prophets or speaking in tongues or the things or like spiritual gifts in this life. But instead, get on your knees every single day. And you don't necessarily have to get on your knees. What I'm trying to say through the words that I'm speaking right now is fight for the things of God and pursue God with absolutely everything. You know, it doesn't necessarily have to be, oh, you work in the music industry. Oh, you're a doctor or you're doing these things. Oh, you're a truck driver. Oh, you own real estate. Oh, you've been doing medicine. Oh, you don't even have a career and you're completely broke. It does not matter. Do not seek words of, do not seek counsel of prophets. Do not seek revival. Do not do any of these things if you don't have a personal devotion, prayer time, worship with God, a daily surrender. And I know, and it might sound insane, daily surrender. Oh, because, you know, we don't have the time or, oh, man, I remember all that, you know, like all that, those minuscule moments in your life where people just, oh, man, I just, I'm too tired. Oh, I'm no, no, everyone has time. You have the time in this life for an hour, two, three hours to give to God. And you don't necessarily have to sit there and, and preach your heart out, or you don't necessarily have to sit there and scream and cry and do this. You can literally, there's a song by Elevation Worship, shout out to them. There's a song by them that's called um, Quiet by Elevation Rhythm, if I'm not mistaken, by their younger group. And it speaks about being, being still in the presence of the Lord, you know? You can go to God and pray, hey God, you know what? For these next two hours, I want to be in your presence. I want to posture my heart to sit there and to wait on you and for you to speak. I want to be still in your presence, you know? Because sometimes that's the only way we'll find rest through absolutely everything we go through. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah. So my biggest thing and my biggest, I kind of want to say my biggest accomplishment in this life, and we were speaking about that a couple of days ago, is being able to discipline myself and posture my heart and submit myself to God on a daily basis. And I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to preach some, some oh, oh, look at me, oh, 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 I'm doing this, oh, I'm like this. No, because genuinely, it is very difficult to find that moment. I mean, we're human beings. 
If someone asks me, hey man, let's go hang out, chances are I would rather go hang out and do something, but it requires discipline and requires you to fight for the things of God and be like, hey, you know what? No, I'm going to posture my heart. I'm going to daily surrender my heart and I'm going to do absolutely everything that God wants me to do. I won't rely on a prophet. I won't rely on on false things. I won't rely on 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 counsel from the everybody outside, you know? Because at the end of the day, when you go up to heaven, when you do the things of God, when you when you end up dying, you're, it's going to be you and God. When you make it to that day, you know, it's going to be you and God, literally you and God. It's not going to be the outside world. It's not going to be the council. None of that, you know? So instead of carrying myself and trying to speak outside of limits or boundaries, the biggest thing you could possibly do to enact, to fulfill that purpose is to walk daily with God. Be in his, the Bible is the most important thing. I am a living and walking testimony to tell you that the word of God has changed my life and it still is changing. The sad thing for me is I want to be changed so bad, but change comes once, change comes, change is a daily thing. You know, you change every single day. You have the opportunity, actually, let me put it this way. You have the opportunity to change every single day of your life. There's new opportunities. There is new grace. In the Bible, it speaks about his mercies are what? New every morning. New every morning. God's mercies are new absolutely every morning. You have an opportunity to grow every single day, you know? And for me, the thing that I lack is patience. I'm going to be 100% patience, you know? You know, sometimes I want it to be an overnight process. Sometimes I want it to be like, boom, there, I'm there. But in reality, it's not like that. Let's, let's Go ahead. No, so say let's uh, let's talk about that a little bit. I'm glad you brought that up because that's where I wanted to transition into. But refinement in your life, personally speaking, yeah. and sanctification. Um, obviously, for the people that know you, that grew up with you, um, they saw that there was an obvious behavioral external change with you um, over the past couple of years as you've continued to s- seek out the Lord every single day. So um, how was that? How Explain your thought process behind that. Was it more of you kind of coming to a realization that you want to change or was it more of, you know, I'm going to be respectful to the people that are around me because God calls me to do that? I mean, Paul even said that he would give up. He would not eat meat in front of the people that he stumbles. I mean, he, that's, how, that's how far he would go to not stumble people that he's around. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, we, you know, you got the haircut. Uh, I mean, yesterday you showed up in that, in that cardigan sweater, you got, you know, you, you basically like it's, um, there, there was an obvious change, you know, and I'm not here. Like for me, I don't care. I know you don't care. I know yeah. younger people don't care, but there are people that do care and I'm not going to judge them for that. I mean, that's, yeah. that's what they grew up with. That that's their mentality. Uh, but what was your mentality? Was it more so, uh, you making the realization that I, I need to do this? Was it like, oh, I'm just going to kind of appease them because not pleasing them, but appease them. So I don't stumble them so we can worship together. Or was it a combination of both? How was, how was that going into it? Um, the transformation and the refinement process was, I can guarantee you is not easy. You know, looking back, um, I'm here. I'm, I'm here today, you know, but looking back is not easy. Refinement is not easy, dude. Um, one of my favorite songs that I remember and that um, shout out to uh, Elim Worship as well. One of my favorite songs that they uh, they performed and uh, played live is uh, Another in the Fire. Also, shout out to Hillsong United. You know, I will shout out these people because I am a very, very, 
I absolutely love music with my entire life. Um, I will shout out and give credit where credit is due, one million percent. So shout out to them, you know, and um, shout out to God for inspiring those types of things, you know. Um, the realization process of, hey, I needed a change is um, at the age of 17, 16, 17, 18 years old, I was a loser, you know. Um, I'm not going to sit here and belittle myself because I know who I am at this day. But at, the age of, at that age, 16, 17 years old, I was a complete loser, you know. And um, at that age, I necessarily didn't see it. But in my heart, I generally knew it, you know. Like I said, it was lack of purpose, lack of direction, lack of guidance. And that stemmed from me desiring my own ways of life, you know, and me trying to do it all by myself and me being completely independent at that age, you know. Um, for, like I said, for, for the people that are listening and uh, for the people that will listen to this in the future, if you feel like a loser and in your heart you feel like you are a loser, chances are you are. <laughs> it's, that's the truth, you know. I don't like to shy away from the truth and the rea reality of my life. If I'm a loser, if, I'm keep, if I keep telling myself that I'm not, but in reality, I, I, I look from an outside perspective. I ask the ones around me and they tell me, hey, this, 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 and this. Chances are you're, you're a loser, dude. It had to come. I had to hit rock bottom in my life, you know, with the consumption of drugs with the consumption of of pointless pointless attributes in my life, with the with the with the desires of my own life, and I'm not saying, not necessarily talking about women or lustful or any no no not those desires. I'm simply speaking about trying to do things on my own and going my own way, mixed with the consumption of drugs, mixed with the consumption and the the liberty and the freedom of independence. Very dangerous thing. Mm -hmm. um, I'm 23 years old, and if I could change something in my life. Um, I'd probably, I wouldn't change, actually, you know what? I wouldn't change absolutely anything, you know, because God took those, God took my life and God took those moments. And since we're speaking about refinement, God took those situations and those moments of my life and he turned it for the better of me, you know, it genuinely, it was not easy to go through those things. It was not easy to fight against those things. It was not easy for the refinement process. And guess what? I'm still being sanctified on a daily. So, bro, <laughs> it's still not easy, you know, because I still have the same emotions sometimes. I still have the same, not necessarily the same desires because my desires are completely, they were completely skewed and completely 100, 300 and 500 million degree change of my desires. A hundred completely different opposite, you know, hot, cold, black, white, yin, yang, you know. Completely different, different desires. But um, in order for me to understand and have to fight for the things of God and give my heart to God, I uh, had to come to realization of, hey, dude, you're a loser. You're not doing anything with your life. You're hit. You're at, you're at rock bottom. You know, you're losing a lot of things in your life, and um, you know it. It. I. It. I, I deep down in my heart, I knew it. You always know something, no matter what. Humans have brains. We have consciences. We have, we have absolutely everything in our, in our lives, in our heart. God gives us a brain. Some use it, some don't. That's the reality of things, you know? But for my life, deep down in my heart, I knew I was these things. 
but I just, it was very hard for me to accept it. It was very hard for me to accept it and kind of like, kind of surrender, surrender and understand, you know, I kept fighting, I kept fighting, I kept, no God, maybe this, and, and actually these things, these moments that I'm speaking about, it's actually the moments before I met the Lord, you know, it's like, hey, you know what, um, no, 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 I'm not these things, you know, no, oh, people are just, oh, blah, 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 no, I'm not these things, I'm not these things, oh, blah, 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 so I kept, I kept putting that into my mind until my cousin literally texted me one time and one moment in my life, and he's like, bro, you're hanging out with all these rappers, you're hanging out with all these people, you're, you're at major conference, not conferences, major concerts, major festivals, you know, and, um, you're hanging out downtown with all these guys and all these people, and, uh, you're throwing your life away, you know, and as soon as he sent me that text message, his name is Victor, shout out to him, he's pretty cool, um, as soon as he sent me that text message, I read it and I got infuriated. And uh, I immediately sent, I immediately texted him. I was like, you know what, man, listen, screw you. I don't want to listen to you. I don't care. You don't know what you're saying. Blah, 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 blah. And I added some other words that I, I shouldn't really mention here. And I don't <laughs> want to mention, honestly, you know, it's just not right. Um, and I did that. And I also texted him. I was like, find your own rights to the airport. Cause I'm the airport guy in Atlanta as well. Like downtown, you need anything downtown, you come to me. Yeah, I shout got out you, to bro. David. He picked me up from the airport. I'll give yeah. you a shout out there. <laughs> Whatever you need from downtown Atlanta, bro, I got you, man. We can go to every block, every corner, every single thing in this place. I know it with my eyes closed. And um, I told him that. I was like, don't ever ask me for no rides. Don't ever ask me to do anything for you. But that stemmed from lack of acceptance of the truth. When you, when you stop accepting not necessarily the rebuke of others, but when you, when you're in a life and you're heading towards a direction, you st- you you come to a point in your life where you stop accepting truth that is being not necessarily thrown towards you. But when you stop accepting truth that is being exposed to your eyes, you're in a very dangerous position. You know, because the truth in my life, what he texted me is, "Hey, dude, you're hanging out with rappers that don't care about you." They're making millions. You're making a little bit of money. But these people, they don't care about you. You think it's cool. You think it's this. You think it's all all of that. And like I said, due to my lack of acceptance of the truth, I became very infuriated. And I was like, you know what, man? Whatever. I just lashed out. Not in a violent way. Not in this. More in like a text way. You know, a lot of exclamation marks, a lot of capitalization in my words, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But then I got to my point in my life and I was like, you know what, man, listen. And it's not like I took this text message and I sat with it and I was like, okay, let me meditate on it. No, I didn't do that. It was uh, it was a process, you know. It was a process, it was a process, it was a process. But then after I met God and I looked back on my life and after doing the things that God wants me to do and after pursuing towards God, I looked back on it and I'm just like, man, very dangerous positions I was in, and only through God's guidance, God's grace, that I am still here today. And like I said, I don't regret absolutely anything in this life. The people that I've loved, the people that I've that I've met, the relationships that I've formed, the genuine, authentic, loving, supporting people in my life who will discipline me, who will love me, who will rebuke me, who will tell me things straight and direct how it is exactly how I want it to be said so yeah I mean that's kind of like 
until like it, like that's the type of people I want around me. That's the type of people that 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 I love to be around me. You know, and I like I was saying, I don't regret it whatsoever. I don't regret absolutely anything because the person that I am today, the shapes and the molds and the mistakes that I've made, the goodness of God and the goodness and the grace and the mercy of the Lord has taken those mistakes and allowed those mistakes to mold me. You know, yeah. make your mess your message. That's like the yeah the common motto. And um. You know, a lot of being an outlier and an outcast in a community like this, I, I embrace it, but I also love the saying, a crooked stick still draws straight lines. Mm-hmm. Think about it. A crooked stick still draws straight lines. It's not my, I'm not taking this statement, this um, this thing from my own thing. It's a thing from Lecrae, you know? I read his books. I read Unashamed. I read a lot of other things. Um. A crooked stick still draws straight lines, you know? So, yeah. So, you were mentioning that you, you you had like this, I don't know if you want to call it like an entourage or people that you'd hang out with, rappers that were making millions of dollars. I'm sure you've you've kind of come across a lot of different types and different walks of people in the industry. Um, what I want to ask you is once you became, once you dedicated your life to the Lord, how has your life the light that has been shining through you, how has that impacted the people directly around you, either generally or specific instances? Um, how can you recall any moment where now that you're a born-again Christian, you were able to impact the environment that you're in in a positive, godly way? The environment that I'm in, and it's not necessarily like, oh, I'm 24-7 around major, major celebrities or anything like that, because I'm not. You know, I'm, I'm going to keep it real to you. I'm not like that. Most of my life and most of my moments that I spend are either in a church, either in a studio, or bouncing around, whether I'm downtown, whether I'm, I'm, I'm resetting my heart, surrendering my heart, you know. But the, but the moments that I have been around people like that and the moments that I have been even around my friends in the studio, I like to, re- I like to live life real, you know. I'm going to be honest, sometimes my, the way I live my life, my, sometimes, how do I say, sometimes my, my actions don't correlate my intentions, you know, obviously because God is still giving me grace, obviously I'm still being sanctified, the person that I am 10 years from now, if I could look back on this podcast, is going to be 1 million, billion times different from the person that I am today, the person that I am at the age of 23 is completely different from the person that I am at 16 years old. 16 was chaos. 17 was chaos. 17 years old was suicide. 16 years old was, like I said, chaos. Storms. It was like, imagine being, like, let me paint you guys a visual. Let me put it like this. Imagine you being in the middle of somewhere. It's hailing. It's thunderstorming. It's raining. Um, you are being hit. By every single side, um, you do not have a GPS. There are no trails. There is no way out. Um, you can see five, six miles ahead of you, but you don't have a car, which means, guess what? You have to walk. It's going to be a journey, you know? There's no direction, though. It's literally like you're on a 360-degree horizon with absolutely nowhere to go in the worst conditions and and it's it's tough, you know. Mentally, that could fry you. Literally, 
Like that's, that's how I like to just like burned out or being fried mentally. That's how it genuinely is. It's, it's tough. You know, your mind, it's so full and it's so clouded and it's so tough to get out of situations like that. You have absolutely no idea where to go. That's my life at the age of 16, 17 years old. Nobody knows this other than the ones around me, my mom and dad, my family, nobody knows this about me. You know, I'm not going to sit here and shy away from the truth. I'm not going to sit here and feed you a bunch of crap. No. Now, the age of 23, at the age of 30, 35, God willing, you know. Um, like I was saying, at those ages, I'm going to be completely different. Now, I don't genuinely believe that, hey, to be this or to be a light, you need to simply only share the gospel. You simply only need to talk. Because we can sit here and we can talk. Yeah, we can. Course, we can. Yeah. I man, we can sit here and we could speak for another three, four hours about the holiest, most heavenly, the most perfect, best theology. But screw that crap. Yeah. You know, I'm not gonna sit here and waste your time. I don't want to waste my time. I'm gonna tell you things exactly how it is and exactly how it's supposed to be said and the truth. You know, um, being a light, being an example, showing these people. That you're different, showing you're showing these people around you that the Lord of Lord, that the that the God of absolutely everything resides in you, can simply be can simply be pay for someone's meal. Can simply be, hey man, your outfit's pretty dope, bro. Man, your shoes are cool, you know? And not necessarily those things, but what I'm trying to say is deriving encouragement, you know, encouraging these people, you know, spreading hope spreading the light, spreading the love of God. When you see a homeless person, don't sit here and be like, oh, well, uh, well, he got himself into that position. I don't have to worry about that. Nah, man, who are you? You know, aren't we all in need of Jesus? Take away the music, take away the industry, take away absolutely everything. Who am I as a person? I'm just as much in need of God and Jesus and the gospel and what God has done for me, just as that homeless person is. I'm equal to that homeless person. I'm a human being. I'm not better than absolutely anybody else. And that's what people need to understand nowadays. We're not better than absolutely anybody. You're not better than the prostitute downtown. You're not better than absolutely anybody in this world. We're all in equal need of God, Jesus, the word of God, sanctification, and absolutely everything. That's the reality of things. When I walk into places, when I walk into studios, when I walk into this, when I am there with my friends, hey man, let me pay for that. Hey bro, let me do this. Hey man, let me help you out this way. Hey man, let's speak faith over our situation. Hey man, we've been doing this for almost 10 years and we have not seen the fruits of what we're doing. Okay, well guess what? Let's keep faith. Hey man, we've been doing this for years. Hey man, this, 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 this. Hey guys, this, this, this. Hey, no, this is the right way to do things. You know, pursuing righteousness. Matthew 6.33 says, seek his kingdom and what? His righteousness. His righteousness. And all of the what? Essentials will be added unto you. But aside of the essentials add, being added to your life, it says seek his kingdom. But first, seek his kingdom and his righteousness. That means in everything you do, in every way you live your life, seek to do things righteous. That's how it is. Offer your hand. Offer your service, you know. Be a light. Don't speak with foul words. And don't sit here and don't, don't walk around and be like, well, in my book of words, this is not a cuss word. Well, in my book of words, is no, man, don't give me that crap. God is holy. God desires holiness out of us. And holiness doesn't necessarily mean perfection. 
I, I genuinely believe holiness means a pursuit of the Lord. You know, that's what I believe holiness to be a pursuit, a, a daily surrender pursuit of the Lord. That's my definition of holiness. Being set apart and consecrated to the Lord every yes. single day. Yeah. Being dedicated to the Lord. You want to be holy? Dedicate your life to God. You fail? Well, guess what? There's grace. Get back up, redo the things, reconcile and repentance. Repentance isn't just, I'm sorry, God. Like, I hope you can forgive me. No, repentance is understanding that, hey, I made a mistake, but that mistake needs to change in my life. With prayer and with deliverance and with fighting towards the things of God is how these things will happen. Now, instead of stepping towards those directions and and those, um, like I said, the limits and the boundaries of our conversation, the way, in, even in a daily life, how to be a light, how to be this is is give, give, serve. I, um, I posted something on, on social media the other day, and I posted a picture of me looking up at the, at the ceiling of the church. It was taken at Acts 29 conference, a photo of me. And the caption was, I'm on earth to serve God and others. Serve. Let your life, let your life be, let your life be a life of serving others. In any absolute way. Serve people with words. Proverbs. There's life and death in the power of your tongue. Serve people with life. Through your words. Through your actions. Give hope. Nobody nowadays gives hope, bro. Even the Romanian community. I'm not going to shy away from it. Nobody gives hope. Not even the people that are the holiest people in church. Not even they give hope. You know? It's so much criticism. It's so much ridicule. It's so much you need to be like this. You need to look like this. You need to have like this. You need to be like this. But it's not, hey, I'm proud of you. Hey, you're doing a good job. Hey, man, like God bless you. I've seen how, how, how much you've been striving for the things of God. We don't have that nowadays. The saddest thing to me is the people that are supposed to be most loving and most giving and most encouraging and most full of life and full of joy are the ones in the church. The saddest thing are the people, like I'm, I'm speaking about, the, and I'm not belittling the church, you know, I'm not. But the ones that are supposed to be these things, oftentimes are the ones that are not, which is tough, you know, it's tough. And like I said, serve people with hope. Even when you're outside in a public daily place, you see a man, and, and don't be insecure, you see a man that has a good, and this is coming from a male, you see a man that has a fire outfit on, be like, hey dog, listen man, I love your shoes, bro, you know? You see, you see absolutely anybody, man, you're, hey, dude, that's, that's cool, you know? You see someone get a new car, man, that's cool, man. You know, like, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you. Like, God bless you. I'm, I'm happy for you, you know? Like, like, fight for those things, you know? That's the way I do things. I'm not necessarily going to go into the studio and be like, well, Paul said, <laughs> grace be to you, brothers and sisters in Christ. You know, I'm not going to do that, you know? I'm not going to walk. I'm not going to do, I'm not going to go in, in, into, um, into a, into a studio and, and immediately be like, well, you know, in Genesis, God created the heavens and the earth, you know, and Noah's Ark. I'm, I'm not going to do that. No, what I'm going to do and the way I'm going to do these things is I'm going to care for a person, you know, aside from absolutely everything that I mentioned, especially about people and especially about situations and even, even, you know, about people not having any hope in the church. The biggest thing for me in the genuine relationships, and this stems and derives from my life, the biggest thing in this life that I have always wanted, and I think one of my biggest accomplishments also at this age, is finding people that genuinely care for me. 
This goes out to all the pastors. This goes out to all the theologians. This goes out to all the people in the world. Absolutely any, anybody who will ever hear this or who ever come in contact with this message, care for people. When you care for a person and you show them that you care, not through your words, because I can sit here and be like, oh, Marcus, bro, I care for you so much, dog. Come on, you know? Oh, man, listen, man, I care for you so much. Oh, you know, like, and these are the people that I, that I genuinely have a love for, you know? Alin Koryan, one of the best men in the entire world. I can testify. God could testify as well. <laughs> I care for these people, you know? And these people care for me. And even in encouragement, when you go out and you preach the gospel, and when you speak to people, show these people that you care. Show a person that doesn't know Jesus. Show a person that doesn't know absolutely anybody in this world, anybody in this life, has never had hope, has never had absolutely anything go good for them. Show these people without pettiness, without, without sarcasm, without false intent. Show this person that you genuinely care. For them, through your actions, you know, show them that. And guess what? They'll be vulnerable and they will have an open heart to receive whatever you have. And the moment that they open their heart and the moment that they open whatever they have and they, they're open to receiving what you are telling them because you've shown this person that you care for them is when you can bring in hope. Hope doesn't stem from my words. Hope does not stem from my life. Hope does not stem from your life. Hope does not stem from any pastor in this community. Hope stems from one thing and one thing only, and that's Jesus. Amen. And that's the reality yeah. of things. Regardless of how full you are of the Lord, and regardless of how much you've been in God, you still have the capability to make a wrong decision and a dumb decision in this life, you know? But like I said, going back to what I was saying, when you allow your heart, when you show the outside world, Matthew 28, go out into where? Not the corner of your church, not the bathrooms of your church, not the pulpit of your church, not the chairs of your church. Matthew 28 says, go out into where? The corners of the earth. The, the corners of the, of the earth, the ends of the earth. Go out into the world, you know? Go out into these world and show these people that have no hope, no light, full of drugs, full, full of stupidity, full of problems, full of chaos. My life at the age of 16 years old, chaotic is what a majority of people are living though. No matter how they look on the outside, no matter how stable it might seem. Go into their life and show this person you care for them, that you love them. I can go into a studio and show the person, my best friends, Micah, Cato, Brady, absolutely all of these guys, Sion, these people that I've mentioned today is my team that I work with nowadays. I can go into the studio and show these men that I care for them, show these people, show the world that I care for them, and they'll be open to receive and they'll be vulnerable enough to receive the hope and the light and the genuine, real gospel, you know? And once these people are willing to receive and open this, then my work is done. I'm not going to sit here and wait for them to be saved. I'm not going to sit here and fight for them to, to I'm not going to sit here and fight a person to love God. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to try to control them like that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to say what I have to say, and I'm allow God to do his thing. Because trust me, when you allow God to fight your battles, it's a completely different story than when you try to fight your own battles. And another thing it is, and we were talking about and mentioning is kind of funny, is if I, if I try to fight my own battles, if I don't let God do these things, chances are I'm going to jail. And that's the reality of things. So. And as, as a, no, that's great. That's awesome. Um, 
but as, as we wrap things up, I have one final question for you. Um, obviously, you're, you're you're talking about where you want to be ten years from now, and that you expect to be a much different person uh, than you are now because of this process of refinement and sanctification. Um, but as far as your the industry, the career path that you're in, uh, your field, um, where do you see yourself uh, down the line in the future? Where do you want to see yourself? Uh, in this industry and how do you want to impact not only the industry, but the world around you, the people around you through this, uh, let's say maybe like 10 years down the line, where do you see yourself? 10 years down the line from this day. And uh, let me look at the date, Monday, September 27th, 2021. It's me and you, Marcus, we're sitting here. Um, 10 years down the line. And um, I want to also say before I continue that I, I genuinely love Alin Korean, awesome dude. Best, best supporter, friend, biblical friend that you could ever find in this life. Awesome man, solid man of God. And I want to take his words, you know, I want to use his words in what I'm about to say. Ten years down the line from now, I have no idea where I'm going to be at. Because my actions in my life currently stem from faith in the Lord. Obviously goals, obviously action on my part, but I can't see the future. But one thing that I can say is I want to be faithful in absolutely everything. Faithful in my finances, faithful in my actions. I want God to be the God of my mouth, my lips, my heart, my mind, my soul, my absolutely everything in this life. Whether it's going to be in the industry that I'm, that I'm in today whether it's going to be somewhere, whether it's going to be me doing something, whether it's going to be this, the biggest thing that I want to do at that age, 10 years from now, what am I going to be, 33 years old? I want to be faithful in absolutely everything. You preached about being faithful in the small things. And then if you're faithful in the small things, you'll be faithful in what? In the bigger things, you know? So the biggest thing from that is, um, and this derives from being a young kid, you know? I want to be a man, I want to be a person, I want to be a husband, I want to be a father that spreads hope, light, love, genuine, genuine actions. You know, if my genuine actions mean that, I, hey, I need to speak the truth and be direct, then I'll do that. I'm not going to shy away from that. That's real life, you know. Ten years down the line, like I mentioned five other times already, I want to be faithful in absolutely everything, you know. I want to be in the Word of God. I want to be doing the things of God. I want to spread hope. I want to spread light. I want to be a loving person. That's the things that I desire in this life. I don't care about the money. I don't care about the fame. I don't care about the fortune. I've seen it. I've seen these people that have it. I've spoken. One of the people that I love with my dear heart, his music, Big Sean. Awesome man. Conversation face to face. 200,000 people. Music Midtown. 2016, 2017, if I'm not mistaken, we were watching Bruno Mars set live. And I spoke to him. I spoke to his road manager as well. You know, and we were just chilling and we were just talking. And these are these are these are real life visions. These are real life moments that I have right now that are planted in my conscience. You know? I want to be a person that spreads love and in, in, in a world that spreads no love and no light and no hope and no peace and only sit on and, and the Bible talks about in the end times or what I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, it's the end times, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. But in the end of moments in the and as as earth progresses, as our time progresses on this life, people will become more full of themselves, self-centered, proud, 
lover of themselves, you know, lovers of money, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The Bible verse, I'm not going to sit here and preach to you about it. You can go read your own Bible if you want to. It's in there, though. I'm for sure about that. <laughs> Marcus could probably help me out with the verse. But um, like I said, faithful in absolutely everything. And um, I want to be known as a human being who, who, who breathes, who, not no, not breathes, who allows God to breathe life into people. You know, I want to be used by the Lord in that way. In absolutely any genre, in absolutely any industry that I will come in contact with, wherever my feet will land on this earth, I want to be able to be, I want to be known for and be able, before I'm even known for it, behind the scenes, I want to know the person that spreads hope, life, genuine, authentic realness to people, like to just, because that's what people need, you know. People need hope. People need to be encouraged. People need to be spoken life into. People need to be loved, you know? That's the thing that we miss the most because we have absolutely everything in this church and, and nowadays in our churches. We have, we have whatever, you know? We have, we have the tradition. We have the culture. We have absolutely everything. But I genuinely think that we're missing a lot of love, you know? First Peter, First Peter 5, 8, right? Well, what are you going to say? First Peter, yeah, that is true, the context. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me make sure I'm 100% on this before I continue. Um, so, yeah, First Peter 4.8. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, First Peter 4.8, and this stems from the church that I grew up in, the Baptist church. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly since love covers a multitude of sins. That's a different translation or whatever, but... Above all, have a fervent love for one another because love covers a multitude of sins, you know? Love people. Love, well, I'm going to say this. If you love God, you'll be able to love people. But love God earnestly. Love God with truth and spirit and absolute everything. Dictate your life and fight for the things of Christ and fight for the things of that God wants in your life and that God wants to do in your life so that when you love God that much, you'll be able to pour out onto other people. I can. I want to testify and say I'm probably not there yet, but I will be there because of my choices and my discipline and what I've, what I desire and what I desire to pursue and what I desire to fight for. And now for the, also the people listening, if you're in a position where you've felt these things, anything that I've spoken about, if you're in a position where you have no hope or if you're in a position where you have absolutely nothing, you don't feel loved by absolutely anybody, um, start with being in the Bible. That's the biggest thing. That's the biggest thing for my life as well. You know, through all the chaos, through all the schedule, the busy moments, absolutely anything. I think it was speaking about in Hebrews where it's talking about finding rest in God, in God's word. God's word, most importantly, God, most importantly as well, you know? So, um, 10 years down the line, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I have a set goal, a set schedule, a set calendar, or anything like that. I'm not going to sit here and feed you perfection or whatever bullcrap it is. No. I'm going to read my Bible. I'm going to get up every single day. I'm going to pray. I'm going to worship, whether it's at night, whether it's at 4 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning, whenever I go to sleep, 3, 10, whatever time it is. I'm going to include that daily surrender in my life. I'm going to pursue the things of God. And 10 years down the line, I am going to be exactly where God wants to take me. And whether that may be in, whether that may be in more studios, meeting more people, or whether that may be completely opposite of where I'm at today, at the end of the day, I just want the Lord in my life.
And that stems from making horrible decisions. It stems from being a loser at the age of 16, 17 and accepting and understanding the fact that, hey, I'm a loser. And even at the age of 23, I desire God so much because when nobody was there for me, God was. That's why I'm like, that's, that's who I am as a person today. That's why I'm like this today. That's why I'm molded like this. The reality is when I had absolutely nobody there for me, and that's a prayer, that's a shout, that's a cry for me. When I had absolutely nobody there for me, in those times in my life, God was there for me. At the age of 23, when I have nobody there for me, God is there for me. At the age of 30, when nobody's there for me, God is there for me. Same thing for you, Marcus. The age of 40 years old, at the age of 25, at the age of 26, 30, 60, if we make it, oh, I'm going to make it because I'm a healthy person. But <laughs> at that age, when absolutely nobody's there for you, and to, like I said, to anybody listening, pastors, theologians, janitors, absolutely anybody who you, absolutely anybody that you are, whoever you are as a human being, when nobody is there for you, when you felt like you've lost absolutely everything, and I have, I lost absolutely everything as a kid. Um, God is going to be there for you. God is going to be faithful. God's going to love you. God's going to give you grace. You know, that's why I believe that Apostle Paul, through every single thing that he's ever written, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not mistaken, if I'm not sure, and correct me if I'm wrong, but almost every single thing that I've read that derives from him writing, he always either starts or ends it with grace be with you, you know? Because he understands the journey. He understands the refinement process. He understands what it's like to be in shackles and in chains for the word of God and the things of the Lord, you know? And he knows that in this life, you're going to need a lot of grace. So that's kind of where I'm at. So, yeah. Well, David, thank you so much. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate the authenticity and the realness of this of this conversation. Um, obviously, it's it's laced with a lot of experiences that you've had with the passions of, of, of what you're doing right now and what you've experienced in life. And I appreciate you being real, man. I mean, I think that's what I can, I want to convey. Um, I'm not trying to, I don't want to portray myself as some perfect person with the perfect ministry. Uh, but I just, I like to get stories out there where, Hey, someone might listen to this and it may just be one person out of however many that is truly impacted by it. And I appreciate it, man. And I'll say personally, I am, inspired by by your story and your your journey the whole process that you're going through that you're still going through and i'm excited man i'm excited for me personally i'm excited to see you in 10 years i, I think it'll be great i think god's going to do great things uh in the ministry that you're in and how, how you're serving so thank you man thank you so much for being on you i really appreciate it yeah no problem uh i'd like to also mention a couple of things because i love talking a lot you, oh yeah you go ahead now um obviously this is on my heart and stuff like that but i also wanted to mention if you're if you like if I'm going to speak the things and speak the things of God, speak the things of, of, of genuine authenticity and realness, the reality is that for anybody who's ever been in a position where it's like you're three, four, or five o'clock in the morning, you have absolutely no idea what to do or what, what to, um, where to go and what direction to do. Or if you're lacking guidance, you're lacking a lot of love, you're lacking a lot of hope, and you're lacking, you're just, you, you feel like you have absolutely nothing in this life. And I'm not speaking based off of Google. I'm not speaking based off podcasts. I'm not speaking based off of absolutely anything. I'm speaking based off of my own experience in life. Because I have been there at 4 o'clock in the morning with nobody and nothing, you know. I have been moments where, where I had no money, you know. 
there have been mo- there has been moments where I've had absolutely nobody there for me, you know. There has been all those moments. And when you get to a point in your life where you have absolutely nothing and you don't know what to do, the biggest thing that I am going to say is, number one, pray your heart out. Cry your heart out. Tell God exactly how you feel. Don't go to God and don't give him some bullcrap surface level prayer. Don't go to God and be like, oh God, thank you so much, majesty, king of heaven. Don't do that crap. It's not real. It's not a genuine prayer. Pray in what? In spirit and what? In truth. And I know I say whatever, crap. Crap isn't a bad word, okay? But um, pray in spirit and in truth. Tell God absolutely everything that's on your heart. I don't care how old you are. I don't care how big you are. I don't care how spiritual you might think you seem. You, you might think you are and how spiritual you might seem. At the end of the day, like I mentioned earlier, we're all in need of Jesus. I don't care if you're famous. I don't care if you're rich. I don't care if you're poor. I don't care if you're ugly. I don't care if you're absolutely any of those attributes. If you come in contact with any of those things, you are just in need. You are just as much in need of Lord and Savior. You are just as much in need of Jesus. You are just as in much of need of a discipline, a daily personal devotion. Stop praying for revival and stop praying for the unity of church and stop praying for every single thing in this life, if you're not willing to go and fight for those things, if you're not willing to go and, and place action behind those things, you know, stop praying for revival. If you're not daily on your knees, praying to God and surrendering your heart daily and being in the Bible and removing absolutely everything that is not of God and not the things that are holy, you know, we like to sing a song called fall away by iron bell. Oh God, if it's not from you, let it fall away. Um, dude, listen, If it's not of God, you let it fall away. You remove those things out of your life. If social media is a problem for you, you take it out of your life, you know? Don't sit here and 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 be lazy and just just place everything on God. If you notice that these things are making you fall, making you stumble, if you know that these things are a problem in your life, you know what you need to do? You need to remove those things. You need to delete that. You need to walk away from that. Whether it may be, whether it may be social media, whether it may be this, absolutely anything in your life that is pulling you away from God, you fight and you remove those things on your own. But aside from those things and having that discipline, like I said, if you've lost hope, if you've had nobody there for you, if you're an independent 16, 17, 18, 40, 30, 90 year old person, you're all alone. You have nobody there for you. You have no peace, chaos, storms. You're by yourself. and You've been fighting this whole time alone. Do absolutely everything to run to God. And I'll say this forever and I will forever scream this. And I did scream it a couple weeks ago. It's like five o'clock in the morning and I'm screaming at the sky and this is real life for me. When God, when absolutely no, and I said this, you know why I love the Lord so much? You know why I have such a passion for the things of God? And don't don't think I'm some crazy Christian human being because you're going to meet me in person. You're going to be like, hold up, who is this kid? This podcast (laughs) is completely different from who this kid is, you know? When you see me, don't base me and don't judge me and don't live by my example because I'm not supposed to be the example in your life. Jesus is, Mm -hmm. you know? 
I can be as perfect as I can possibly be, but don't look to me for an example. I don't want to be your example. I want Jesus to be your example. I want the word of God to mold you and, and sculptify you and make you who you're supposed to be. Don't look at me because I'm David. I'm Davy. That's who I am as a person, you know? But at four o'clock, five o'clock in the morning, screaming at the sky, you know why I love you so much? You know why I love being in the word of God so much? Recently, this is real life for me. Because when absolutely nobody was there for me, when everybody left me, when everybody broke my heart and walked away from me and had no hope for me and never gave me grace, but only judged and bashed and criticized for me, God was there for me. And guess what? Testimony, witness that God comes through for me. And he has came through. And recently he's come through. He's come through in front of a lot of people. And that does not matter to me because I believe in God. I believe what God wants of me. I accept what God thinks of me and what God wants me to do. I embrace the trials and the tribulations of life. I don't let them bring me down. Instead, I step on their necks, the trials. I step on trials' necks and I walk through that fire because guess what? At the end of the day, I'm just another in the fire like each and every single one of us. You want to do something? Pursue God. Let God dictate who you are. Let God dictate your mouth, your words, your heart, your speech, absolutely everything. And let me tell you this. 10 years from now, I am going to be a clear example and a clear witness that, hey, God is the God of my mouth, my soul, my mind, my heart. I'm not there yet because I know what I struggle with and I know how hard it is for me, you know? But with the process of sanctification and the fight and the willingness of me wanting to pursue God, I know that God is faithful because my God delivers. The God that I serve delivers. The God that I serve heals. The God that I serve is faithful and works. Also has the ability to rebuke, convict you, refine you and work. So I'm not going to keep that out. My God is a God of absolutely everything. Omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent. All-knowing, all-powerful, and always there. The beautiful thing about it is always there. Amen. Yeah? Yep. What a, what a, what a great conclusion. I yeah. love that. I love Sorry. that. No, you're good, man. Oh, This is yeah. awesome. I, I like the... the there, was, there was an obvious conviction about it, and I, I think that was great. So, um, But then again, like, like I, I know I kind of said this earlier, but I'll say it again. But, man, I appreciate this. I appreciate the... Uh, just like this newfound friendship that we have. And I'm excited to yeah. see how God's going to work, man. Honestly, it's it's going to be cool. And and I think, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you or I was talking to Aline about it, but it's crazy to see how God uses so many different types of people from different walks mm-hmm. for in different ways for the same purpose. And now we're kind of, as we're getting older, as we're progressing, as you mentioned, as society is degrading, mm-hmm. now is the time for us. Now we're rising up, right? Yeah. As the as the soil withers away, you're, you're, those those pillars, those stones are starting to they're starting to grow. Those plants are starting to grow. So um, it's and it's going to be exciting to see how God's going to work. And I, I'm excited to be, you know, part of that faithful army that just continues to be faithful to the Lord and 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 follow His commands, follow His word, and, and preach His gospel to, like you said, not the ends of the church, but the ends of the world. Yeah. Every step of the way. Cool. Well, I'm honored to uh, be able to be a part of this. You know, and. Um, yeah, like you said, faithful in the small things, you'll be faithful in the bigger things, you know? And even, even like, maybe through the both of us, I mean, I'm not sure if I'm speaking, I'm speaking more for myself in this situation, uh, for the people that I've uh, hurt and let down through my actions, through my sanctification process, you know, for the, for the people that I've loved and let down and wasn't necessarily good enough. Obviously, I want to apologize, you know? I'm not sure how big this situation is going to be, like this podcast or whatever, but for the ones that are listening, yeah, for the ones that I've loved, genuinely let down, really wasn't there enough for them. 
Um, the beauty about it is an encouragement is God's going to be there for them, you know, mm-hmm. even through my problems, even through my mistakes, because I've made mistakes and I've made a lot of them. So we've all made a lot of mistakes and uh, we're thankful for God's grace in that. Now, Davey, as we wrap this up, um, is there, if people want to find you on social media or if you want to plug the music you got, I know you're on Spotify too and, yeah. and those music platforms, where can they find you as a person in your life, and where can they find uh, your music, your product? Um, well, yeah, Instagram. You can find me on Instagram. Uh, Davey Dave is my Instagram and stuff like that. Um, that also derive that account will also just bring you to other other locations, Spotify, Apple Music, all those other things and stuff like that. Um, if you're trying to find me in person, uh, you're probably not going to find me in person. <laughs> I'm just going to be real with you because um, I do keep a very tight circle and a very very uh very uh close 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 friends you know stuff like that um if you're trying to get in touch with me just shoot me a dm i'll probably read it make my decision if i want to reply or not (laughs) stems out of uh stems out of just being as professional as i possibly can be you know and yeah i mean if you see me in person and stuff like that um my name's david i probably say like what's up bro or something like that um i could take you absolutely anywhere in atlanta to the hoods of Atlanta, to the blocks of Atlanta, I could take you absolutely anywhere. I'm cool. Yeah, I'm cool there. I'm also cool here. We could be in the suburbs. We could be absolutely anybody, anywhere. But yeah, just want to shout out to my city, uh, shout out to my church, and shout out to the people that really, really genuinely love me and support me, you know, without false deceit. And um, wherever God takes us and wherever God, whatever God does in this life is uh, one, million pers- 1 million percent worth pursuing without a doubt. So yeah, cool. Awesome. Thank you, Davey. And thank you guys for listening out there. Uh, just a couple of things. like As we announced earlier, Instagram at The Potter's House. For any and all updates, stay tuned for that. Spotify, Apple Podcasts is where you can listen to us most notably. And finally, the website, thepottershouse.com. Right now, we just got those uh, the sales. If you want to place an order for the last few items that we have, go ahead and do so. And uh, more features will come soon. So thank you guys so much for everything, for supporting, for your kind words. And we will see you next time.